So today is Mother's Day, and today is a very special Mother's Day version of Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Uh, even if you listen to this well after Mother's Day, there should be some good stuff in here. And here's the good news. I think my highest watched, listened, downloaded, whatever podcast ever was when my daughter Allison was on a year or so ago. So guess who's back today? It's oh Allison. Gosh. Hi, Allison. I'm honored. <laughs> uh, we are doing the social distance podcast right now. We're going to get started, and here we go. So normally, I do the podcast either in Allison's old bedroom or I do it in the office or whatever. Uh, but today, we are in our uh, living room. Allison, is I, how many feet away would you say you are from me right now? Probably like 15. I'd say a good 15 feet away. So I strung a microphone cable across from her because um, we, Allison's pregnant. She is due at the end of July, and we just don't want Allison to get sick, and we don't want to take any risks at all. So Allison is super... Very, what would you say? Overly cautious. Overly cautious. <laughs> but that's good, though. I think that it's rather to be safe than sorry. So, um, uh, but she came out to visit Susan for Mother's Day. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about you because you are now adorable looking. Oh you should see gosh. the picture on my Instagram of Allison wearing little, are those maternity overalls? Is there such a they thing? They are maternity overalls. Yeah. So. so she looks adorable in her maternity overalls. So what has pregnancy been like for you? And you can be totally honest about what it's been like for you under quarantine. Cause you started out in your little apartment, working from home, and things have changed. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I would say like outside of quarantine, it's been a pretty easy pregnancy. I have never been sick. Um, I haven't really had any crazy symptoms or anything like that. So it's been easy outside of the whole quarantine factor. I'd say the hardest part is, you know, when the whole quarantine happened, that was like eight weeks ago. And so I haven't been able to see really any friends or I guess I see you guys every few weeks. Um, but I haven't seen coworkers or anyone like that. Um, and so it's weird to be like, oh, none of those people will probably ever see me fully pregnant. You know, to think about that, that's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. And I'll be honest with you, it kind of makes me sad because I tell people this and I'll probably get choked up saying it, that this is a time when your friend should be coming by and patting you on the belly <laughs> and telling you how cute you look and taking you to brunch and throwing a shower and you really can't even have, you can't even really have a baby shower. Are you going to have a virtual baby shower? You know, I haven't decided. It's, you know, out of my comfort zone a little bit to do like a virtual one. I don't love all the attention on me anyways. I'm trying to decide what I'm going to do. I'm waiting to see like, will there be any restrictions lifted? Maybe we could do a smaller group. Haven't decided. Okay. Um, but I don't blame you for being very careful and cautious and it makes mom sad because mom really wants to give you a hug and do whatever people do with pregnant women. What do they put lotion on their belly or what do they? <laughs> I they don't think other coconut, people put old coconut lotion butter on. on your, I don't know. What be, doesn't <laughs> that's a little weird? <laughs> is it, would it be weird to have mom put coconut butter on your Very, belly? Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. It's been so long since any of my kids were born, so I don't remember. So what do you do all day? You got your new house, and this is really cool because Allison lived in an apartment kind of over by Southdale Mall, and it was a beautiful little apartment, but it was probably getting a little bit claustrophobic, right? Yeah, we were, especially when we were there all day, every day, it was definitely time to have more space. Um, so we 
luckily found a house before all of this happened, like at the end of February and we're moved in now. And it's really nice. We have a ton of space and a ton of time to unpack and get settled in. But, um, you know, we're still doing kind of nothing all day. We're staying in the house. And- well, yeah. And it kind of sucks because, you know, I'm sure Justin, your husband's the one who goes to the grocery store and goes to Target because you don't want to. Um, You know, I actually... That's like the one time a week that I go somewhere. Oh, so really? I it actually is. go with like a mask and gloves on. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Where did you get your mask? I'm only curious. Um, you gave it to me. Okay. Or someone someone gave it to you guys? You're right. A listener named Nicole Marie. I've never met her before. She was making some and she said, do you want some? And I said, this is back when you couldn't get a mask anywhere. And now I guess they're easier to get, not the N95 ones. But it's just a, it's a cloth mask. But it's it, really cute. My, I wore it to my doctor's appointment last week and my doctor even was like, oh, what a cute mask because it's got pink little designs on it and stuff. Right. So it's good that you got out to go to the grocery store, to Target or whatever. Yep. Are people being good about distancing or some people like walk right past you or brush up against you or what do you notice? Um, I would say it's kind of like maybe 70% are wearing masks and then 30% aren't and they're just kind of wandering the store like it's any old day which is interesting I feel like you feel like more of an outsider when you're not wearing a mask nowadays than when you are I kind of agree and that's a whole other discussion that's you know when people are like I'm not going to have my rights restricted and then there's other people like we've got to open up the country and we've got to stop living like this and whatever so we're not going to get into all that but I went to um, Byerly's today because I'm going to make mom pancakes for dinner. I needed buttermilk. Nice. Yeah, we're having breakfast for dinner. That's, That's what cute. she wanted. So we needed buttermilk. They don't have buttermilk down to the Quick Trip. I love Quick Trip, but they don't have it. Probably not a hot seller. So I go into <laughs> Byerly's and it was busy. And um, they were wiping down everything. I mean, every time somebody would use the self-checkout, a kid would be there wiping it down again. Um, I looked in the aisles. There was flour. There was no yeast. No yeast anywhere. Oh no. my gosh. Um, I was at CVS the other day. There's no paper products except there was one 12 pack of paper towels and I thought I should buy it. But then I realized I don't need it. I don't need paper towels. There's going to be somebody comes along. It's like, Oh my God, thank God. Paper towels. Yes. So so what else do you want to say about being pregnant during this time? I mean, do you worry about the delivery and the things and you know, what, what, what are you concerned about that other mothers might be concerned about too? Um, you know, it's just, it's kind of a weird time. I feel like we got to take it day by day and see what happens. You know, when it all started, I was like, oh, July is so far away. Mm-hmm. Like things will be totally back to normal. Um, and who knows, they probably won't fully be back to normal by the end of July, but it's really good to know that there's, you know, I have several other friends that are pregnant right now that you're not the only one going through this. Yep. You even sent me an article about parents that are Going through, you know, a child being born during this pandemic. So it's really nice and comforting in that sense that you're not obviously going through it alone. My trainer's wife, shout out Brent, his wife is a nurse and I and in like labor and delivery. And I asked her, I said, you know, tell me about that. What is it? Is it safe? What's it like? She's like, oh, my God, it's the safest place you can be. In the entire hospital, it's a separate entrance from every other part of the hospital. Um, there's this, there's that, there's this, there's that. So uh, you know, as of today, everything is fine, and you got to think that by in a couple of months that they'll b- been able to improve things even more. So 
are you okay with, because mom and I and Carson were planning on being in the room with you when you gave birth. Oh, and we all can't, of you. Yeah, and we can't. <laughs> I was going to put it on Facebook Live, and it turns out we can't do that. There's only one person. I'm yeah. joking. I'm yeah. joking. So are you okay? You don't want anybody else besides Justin in there, right? I think that will probably have to be, yeah, how it is. Okay. Unfortunately. Okay. But I was going to say one other thing, too. Um I guess it does make it easier because this is my first time being pregnant, obviously, and you know any other first-time mothers out there, you really have nothing else to compare it to. So it's not like, oh, last time I was pregnant, like I did all these fun things and I could see all these people. So at least in the sense there's that where it's not, I don't have anything to compare this to and be like, oh, shoot, I'm missing out on this and that. Does that make sense? No, it totally like, does because you don't know what you don't know. Right. Right. I mean, if you like, it's like if you had great birthday parties all the way until you were 15, and then on your 15th birthday, um, you couldn't leave the house and you had to stay home and watch Netflix instead of hang with your friends and, you know, go to Chuck E. Cheese or whatever, you'd be like, this birthday sucks. Right. But you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So that's good. So maybe your next baby, how many more babies you're going to have? Oh, geez. One at a time. <laughs> One at a time until you have six. <laughs> okay. Alice, but at least this is a good story, right? To tell her someday that you know it is. It is a good story. Um, uh, you know, it's she won't remember any of it. I was born during a terrifying time during the world too, and it was really scary. We don't understand. It was the Cuban Missile Crisis. Do you know what the Cuban Missile Crisis is? I have heard of it. Yes. So basically, it was in the month or so before I was born. They found the Russians were putting missiles in Cuba so they could attack with nuclear um, missiles uh, and start a nuclear war with the United States by launching them from Cuba. And so they found them, and basically it was a standoff between Cuba and Russia and the United States. And then finally Cuba or Russia backed down, but the entire world and the country, especially the U.S., was worried there would be a nuclear war. Now, by about the time I was born... They had settled it about two days before. But I think about that and how terrified the world must have been that they were on the brink of nuclear war leading up to when I was born. So, yes, you will have a story. Um, It's kind of like kids that are graduating from high school. I feel bad for kids that don't have a graduation ceremony. But think back. Do you remember much of your graduation ceremony? What do you remember of it? I mean, yeah, you remember little bits and pieces, like sitting in the audience, and then you don't really remember walking across the stage. Everyone kind of blacks out during the. Not part. really. So, no, not really. I mean, yeah, it, it for them, what a unique story to tell someday, and you know, obviously, it's devastating, and in the moment, it really. That I feel for them that would suck. But when they're telling their grandkids, like, hey, I was one of those kids that couldn't graduate. I mean, mm-hmm. what a crazy thing to say. Yeah. Um, that, that's kind of like a we were talking about that on the radio the other day. It's like when you're at your graduation ceremony, you just want it to be over, especially if they've already called your name. And now you get to sit through the rest of the alphabet. Let's say your last name is Adams, and now you got to wait for everybody else. Like, good God, get it over with. So, I mean, my favorite part of graduation was the outfit. So, I mean, you know, just the wearing outfit? the little hat and <laughs> <laughs> what is that called? You know, the robes, little cap, cap and gown. gown. Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, well, I wanted to tell you the story because it is Mother's Day today. So, I want to tell you the story about my mom because I don't know if you know the story about my mom very well. So, 
she did not come from a good family. And the reason I tell this is not to be like sad and morose, but to just tell you what a wonderful person she was. Because you kind of remember grandma, but yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, uh, but you didn't grow up with her. She passed away when you were about 11 or 12 yep. or 13, something like that. Yep. And she had Alzheimer's. So you only remember her being very lucid and nice and wonderful when you were a little girl. Because by the time you were seven or so, she was kind of hard to be around. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, but her life started, she didn't come from a good family. Her mom was like, I don't know, big party or back in the day. And her mom and her new boyfriend left my mom and her sister abandoned them in their trailer in Idaho in the middle of winter. They were four and six years old. Wow. My mom was left by her mom and mom's new boyfriend to fend for themselves at four and six years old. And of course, you know, at six years old, you don't understand, are they coming back? Well, they never came back. Yeah. So my mom went out to look for them. And it was a freezing cold day. She's six years old and she froze her fingers, oh froze gosh. them like solid frostbite. And uh, she lived on an Indian reservation. The Indians found her and uh, they, you know, saved her hands. They put them in warm water and they saved her hands. And the rest of her life, my mom had very gnarled hands. Do you remember grandma's yeah, hands? Yeah, yeah. I didn't very, know that story though. Yeah, very gnarled hands. And she used to be so embarrassed about it. And I never thought about it because they were my mom's hands. So they always just seemed like they were her hands. But they were very misshapen. The Indians then called the police or whoever. And my mom and her sister at four and six went to an orphanage where she lived until she was 18. Off and on until she was 18. So can you imagine growing up in an orphanage? And I think she saw her mom a couple of more times. I wish I knew the story better, but I don't. But she grew up in an orphanage. And she was just so cute. She actually looks kind of like you at that age. Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, when you were like 15 or 16 or whatever. And I've seen pictures and it's like, she's adorable. But I think the poor girl doesn't have anybody to love her, doesn't have anybody to get her Christmas presents or celebrate her birthday. What a terrible way to grow up. So then um, she met my dad. My dad was in the Air Force or it was in the Army at the time. There was no Air Force. And he was driving from Montana to Seattle to catch a ship to go somewhere. I don't know. And he stopped in Pocatello, Idaho. And uh, my mom worked as a waitress at the Savoy Cafe. <laughs> and he was in her section. And she waited on him. And the story Grandpa told was, well, this cute little girl, she got my coffee. And she, um, you know, whatever, and great service. And I didn't have any money left for a tip. So I married her. Oh my gosh. And that's, and that's his story. Ha ha ha. Yes. He told that story a million times. And um, they went on to have six kids. Yeah. Um, they, I don't know if you ever knew this, but they got pregnant before they were married. Did you ever know that? Oh, back then that would be it was scandalous. Very right? scandalous. In 1944, mom got pregnant with your aunt Sharon. And then my dad went off to war. And he couldn't come back until like 10 months later. So Sharon was born when they weren't married. And that was a terrible thing back then. I think they got married like two weeks later or something like that. But for years and years, they lied about their anniversary date. So it wouldn't seem shameful. Oh my and gosh. I didn't find out until I was probably in my 20s that they had a baby before they got married because they lied about it for years. Wow. And that was the thing. When you got somebody pregnant back in 1944, you married her. 
Yeah. And that's the way it was. So they, Isn't that crazy? They were pretty happy. I think they were pretty happy most of the time. But I worry. I think about my mom sometimes, and I think how lucky it was that she met my dad because he really did take good care of her and gave her a good home. And from just crappy beginnings, I mean, just you can't imagine. Yeah. You know, I was just going to say, like, and how... It, you know, happy and upbeat she was most of the time for having such like a tough childhood. Isn't that her, funny? Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. She did have a tough, tough, tough childhood and then she turned out to be very warm and funny and loved everybody and she made friends with everybody she met. It used to embarrass me to death because she would talk to anybody and everybody anywhere in line at the grocery store or the guy at the hardware store, or somebody wherever we were. I was always like, God, Mom, stop it. <laughs> so embarrassing. So, uh, and then she's been gone for about mm, 14 years or so now. And uh, I wish that Carson had got to know her. He met her, but he doesn't remember her. Right. And got to know her a little bit more because she really was a wonderful person. So, happy Mother's Day in heaven, Mom. Aww. So, let's talk about your mom for a minute, okay? Okay. She's your like mom, around the corner, period. Is she in. watching? No, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So, what would you tell your kids or your grandkids one day if they were said, what was your mom like? Um, I would say my mom is very similar in the sense that she is very social. She's selfless. She loves to be the first one to like help you out if you need something. Um, she That's just always kind of how she's been. Like if I need help with something, she's like, okay, I'll be there in 30 minutes. You know, it's just like she's always there for you. She is always there for you. She is very, very selfless. You ever talk to somebody who they don't get along with their mother and their mother always makes it about them or their mother tells them they're not good enough or not smart enough or they're not pretty enough or whatever. Do you know anybody who's got a mom like that? Um, I mean, I hear gosh, stories. I don't know. Yeah, I hear stories too, but that would just be so terrible. I mean, can you imagine? Just... No, I can't. <laughs> and that's the funny thing, Allison, is that I hear stories like that and I just can't imagine a mom that's not supportive and loving and tells you the crap art where you bring home from third grade is beautiful. And uh, and that's just what moms do. And I had that. And you had that. But I know people who don't get along with their moms. Their moms tell them they're stupid. Their moms tell them they're a failure. Their moms tell them they're never going to be good enough. And I'm like, why? Why would a mom choose to act that way? Right. I, I mean, know. yeah. No idea. No, no words. No idea. No words. If you have a good mom... I'm very happy for you. And if you don't have a good mom, then hopefully you do. And hopefully that's a very rare occasion. But I feel really sorry for somebody who didn't understand that. Yeah. Okay, Allison, it's Mother's Day. Let's wrap things up. Is there anything else that you want to say, put you on the spot 100% about <laughs> your pregnancy, about feeling the baby move, about cravings, anything at all that we didn't touch on? Um, You know, I would just say I, well, one thing you'll like this. I've been keeping a journal to like try to remember like some of the things that is happening during this time. I feel like that's a very you thing. You like have a journal you write in every day. I love Um, all that stuff. Yes. So I can't wait to, you know, share that with her someday. And just, I'm trying to remember all these moments for good and for, you know, and not some, so good. Not so the, good. The but, not so good too. Yep. I ask Allison every time I remember to ask this. She's on a website or subscribes to something that tells you how big the baby is now. 
So, and it's always, it's never like she's eight inches long or she's 14 inches long. It's never that. The other day it was the palm of her hand is the size of a starburst, which is just freaking adorable. (laughs) The other day she was as tall as a ping pong paddle, which is just adorable. So what is she, what is her uh, milestone today? Yeah, it is so funny, the objects they compare it to, but um, her big toe is the size of a chocolate chip, which is just... I'm going to eat it. Oh, my God. I know. It's so cute. (laughs) I just love it. Well, I love you too, Allison. And um, uh, thanks for being on the podcast. And uh, if you want to check out my Instagram, there is an adorable picture, Dave Ryan, KDWB, of Allison in her maternity overalls. Oh, geez. Happy Mother's Day to be, Allison. Thank you. And thanks for being on the podcast, which is take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Thank you.